Hello and welcome to season two of Inform's Meet Her podcast. My name is Terry Barclay and I'm president and CEO of Inforum, a nonprofit whose work includes highlighting and supporting diversity in business leadership. The Meet Her podcast series introduces listeners to women of accomplishment whose experiences and insights feed us all on our leadership journeys. I am so thrilled that joining me today is someone who I think is an absolute rock star, Candace Matthews, Chief Reputation Officer at Amway. Welcome, Candace, and thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Terry, for inviting me. It's a pleasure. So we have a lot to cover today, so we should just jump right in. So Candace, how do you define and communicate the differences between diversity, inclusion, and equity in your organization? Terry, Terry, that's a great question. So let me start by defining diversity. So at Amway, we define diversity as a workforce that unleashes the power of different backgrounds, different cultures, different experiences, as well as preferences and perspectives to accelerate growth and innovation in our company. We define inclusion though, as an environment that welcomes values and empowers people from all of these backgrounds to thrive as their true selves. And in doing so, that helps contribute to Amway's success. But we do this while we work towards equity through our core enduring beliefs about both diversity and inclusion. And that's the foundation of our strategy. So sometimes it's you know, been described as diversity has been invited to a dance. Inclusion is being asked to dance. And equity is dancing like no one's watching. <laughs> I, you know? I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. And I, I really hope that uh, as we go along in this conversation, you'll be able to share some examples because Amway is a global company. I mean, the 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 scale and scope of the company's work is is just amazing. So there's lots of different aspects of diversity, inclusion, and equity that relate to your work. And that is so true because as a global company, diversity and inclusion might mean one thing in one country and something different in another. And so all outcomes won't look the same. And it, we really need to make sure that as we make this a global priority, that we allow each of our markets to activate it in a way that fits the needs of that market and the needs of the employees there. Mm, interesting. So are there specific challenges and opportunities that companies face in being intentional about gender and racial diversity? I mean, you kind of are, we're talking about that, um, but what are your thoughts on that? Yes, absolutely there are challenges, but there are also opportunities. The first thing to realize is that change takes time and that we're still a work in progress and are learning. So don't have necessarily all the knowledge but we have to continue to listen to each other and learn from each other. And we also have to use data and facts to activate the planning that we need to do and turn that into actual action. 
I think the biggest opportunity is really to make sure that we are all having the conversations about how to have conversations <laughs> on, on DNI topics and not whether we should be having conversations. Because one of the things about these types of conversations is we all have to become comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm. That's how you further the conversations. And I think, you know, with diversity, you bring such amazing thinking. But if people are afraid to speak up or afraid to be themselves, then you're not getting that input. And if you need that input to make the right business decisions, then you have to have everybody's best thinking. Because if everyone thinks the same way, then we really don't have diversity. And you need the unique perspectives to have that. And I think that goes back to one of um, Amway's founding principles around the founder's growth mindset. And that's a true to our culture. And so we are really all about lifelong learning and in that learning and growing as individually and collectively. You know, um, I have the great privilege of uh, meeting and working with so many different companies here um, in Michigan and beyond, uh, many of which have global footprints. and. I really have to say, I'm so impressed with the leaders at Amway really across the board in um, how you, you almost role model how to be uncomfortable. And I'm, I'm so curious about how you got there. Um, so, so maybe some of the clues, because you, know, you have to give people a space to make mistakes when they're, they're trying to get more comfortable being uncomfortable. <laughs> and so maybe some of the clues are, you know, what are your thoughts about what leaders can do on a day-to-day -day basis to encourage and facilitate diversity, equity, and inclusion and, and being uncomfortable? Yes. Well, I mean, first, we all have to accept that we don't know it all. And nor does one person know it all. Or can one person represent everybody of any area that we're trying to diversify. And the other thing is that accountability really has to come from the top and be, and the leaders have to demonstrate what this means because if the leaders aren't held accountable, then change isn't going to happen. But if that leadership engages, then it flows throughout the organization. And I know particularly at the younger or sometimes, you know, the, the lower levels of the organization, they have a lot to say and they have a lot that can help drive change and bring a difference in the organization. And so we have to make sure that we're listening to them. But most importantly is that no one can do this alone and everybody has to play a role. So it takes everyone having an open mind, creating an environment for people to begin to trust and be able to say things that are vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And in, in that vulnerability, we allow people to build trust and to feel far more comfortable and more welcome. Uh, 
That that's so interesting because I think most of us don't think of vulnerability and corporate leadership in the same, you know, sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That might be part of the problem. (laughs) So so there must be some secret sauce that you have going on. That that's really great. You know, Candace, your career at well, your career has just been incredible. Um, And I'm really curious, um, and I've watched you over time do this without fail. Um, So I'm really curious about how you build influence inside the workplace. And when do you know you've built it? Does, Does trust play a role in that? You know, tell us how you've gone about that. Oh, I think trust is paramount in building influence because you cannot have influence unless you have trusted relationships. And the importance of the building these relationships is make sure that you get to know people for who they are. Because, you know, I was off, I was told when I came to Amway from one of the, my leaders here is that people don't care what you know until they know that you care. Oh my. And so that I, I took that to heart. That's a very powerful statement. And you really have to get to know people for who they are, understand what makes them tick, understand what motivates them and understand what they care about. Only then can you begin to build trust and only through trust can you begin to influence others. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a level of authenticity that comes with trust and authenticity is essential to being able to influence others. So it sounds like um, one of your key pieces of advice for those who are working on building more influence inside their workplaces is to listen really well and to listen to understand. Seek to understand always. Yes. Listening is being a part of it, but I also would put in that vulnerability as leaders Mm -hmm. because people will trust you when they see that you're being authentic and real and that you're human. And I think that will begin to open communication and open communication ultimately builds trust. And trust, as I said, builds influence. Because if you try to influence without a trusted relationship, it really can be perceived as manipulation. Mm -hmm. And that's absolutely the wrong thing. So. So if you don't mind me asking a sort of a follow-up question, do you have any advice for building trust with people whom you suspect think very differently than you or might have different values than yours? I think that one of the most important things you can do is acknowledge those differences. So start a conversation by saying, you know what, I think it's really important we discuss this because, you know, I perceive that we might not have the same point of view and not that we have to have the same point of view, but we least need to understand and hear what those perspectives are. Mm 
Mm, interesting. Yep. Yep. I can see where that would be a very successful approach. Um, and, you know, none of us ever stop learning. So you never know how you're going to be influenced by that conversation. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I think the other thing as a leader in learning, watch other people because you'll find people who do it well and you'll find people who don't do it well and you can learn from the both of them. Hmm. Great advice. That is such great advice. So, so you know, one more question in this section. Do you have a favorite quote you'd like to share? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I always love this well, one. I love yeah. people's favorite. Well, I mean, one was the one I just shared is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. care. Yeah. I think that is really important. And I will tell you kind of one other quote, and this came from my mother, and that is, unto whom much is given, much is required. You know, my career hasn't gotten here without people helping me. And so I think it's really important as leaders that you give of yourselves to others. And that's helping people in, and it doesn't matter. It can be as simple as a phone call to provide guidance. It can be a shoulder through tough times, or it can be something more ongoing. But I've been blessed with much, and it is really a requirement of me to use those blessings to bless other people. Well, well, I just have to say in the years that I have had the pleasure of knowing you, Candace, you certainly live those words. So thank you for, you know, all, all of those, um, the many ways uh, that you have lived those words uh, over the years. I, it's just, it's just remarkable. I wish every one of our listeners could have a chance to see you in action, so to speak. But, but before you go, um, can you share with us a story about how you've used, or even a time when you wish you'd used a key leadership competency and why that mattered? Oh, absolutely. You know, I think as leaders and as we're trying to bring out the best in others as well as ourselves or teams, you'll find instances that occur where someone may shut down. And when that shutdown happens, it's usually because they've either been offended or ignored or not felt part of the conversation. And so one of the things that I have learned to do, I'm not going to say I always did this, but I've learned to do now is if something happens before you react and um, try to get them to unpack it. So for instance, if someone says something and you see it, it shuts down someone else, say, this is what I thought I heard you say. Can you clarify that for me? And that gives, that puts the onus back on the other person to explain what they said. And it also gives you a second to calm down, hear them out. And then once they say something, if it is as offensive or uncomfortable as, as you thought it was, that allows you to come back with a much more composed response than a reactive response. Uh, that is such great advice. And, um, you know, I think the, what underlies that is self-awareness. You know, you, you have to have enough awareness 
of your own reaction in before you have any hope of slowing it down. <laughs> that's <laughs> right. That's right. I think that's that'll lead to another quote to thine own self be true. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, we should we should have a quote off. You know, where we all, that would be that would be that would be a lot of fun. Um you know, Candace, thank you so, so much for taking time to, to join us today and for sharing um, a little bit about who you are. Thank you. It was an absolute pleasure. Terry, thank you for having me. Well, that wraps up our podcast. Please come back to informmichigan.org for more opportunities to meet her. And while you're there, check out season one, as well as meet him, a podcast series in which male leaders share what they've learned about the importance of diverse leadership. And don't forget to check out our growing library of video tips, virtual leadership development programming, and our calendar of virtual events. Thank you.